Welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so thrilled you're here. This is a space where we chat about the design of our lives and everything that entails. We talk about interior design. We love creating beautiful spaces. And we give you practical ways to encourage you in your home. We also discuss the design of our lives, the design of our friendships, and the relationships we have with others and with God. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever provider you use so that you don't miss any By Design episodes. Also, if you're enjoying this, could we ask you to leave a review over on iTunes? That would be so awesome. That just helps others find the show. So to spread a little more design around. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, our favorite social network. We are at Lynn Felsman, at Danette Gora, and at By Design Podcast. You can also email us any questions or comments at info at By Design Podcast. Today, we're on episode 13. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Is it supposed to be lucky, do you think? We don't believe in luck. <laughs> <laughs> Living under Christ's kindness. Hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, we're on episode 13 where we're talking about anxiety and just how we've dealt with that in our lives. And then we're also talking about the design portion, rugs, area rugs, which is, we get a lot of questions about those. So welcome. Hi. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Okay. So, so hello. <laughs> hello. This has been kind of a crazy week. It has been a very crazy week. And which is ironic that we're talking about anxiety and living with anxiety. Right. Because last week, if we would have talked about anxiety, I would have been like, what? <laughs> I'm f- whatever. Right. And now this week, I'm like, oh, mercy. I'm doing the thing where <laughs> I'm like, I'm clenching my jaw. Oh, honey. So your jaw's aching? Yeah. I said, well, well, you have a headache, right? A constant I've headache. I've had <laughs> headaches. Yeah. So when I get stressed out, I guess I clench my jaw a little bit. And I just have a lot of things on my plate. Yeah. And then yeah. something starts twitching, right? It's like an <laughs> eye or a lip. <laughs> Do you remember last year when I was under a lot of stress? My eye was twitching for like months yes. on end. Yeah. Well, my lip was just twitching <laughs> a week ago. And I went up to my husband. I was like, look at this. <laughs> my and lip would like bubble like, bubble. It's like moving. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's okay. I have a lot going on. We've all on. been there. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. Right. There are times when we have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But what well, that was one of the questions that we got. And it's funny, one the question that we got was, is anxiety a sin? And we are not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not because <laughs> We're not theologians. <laughs> no. But we have our view. We have our thoughts. Yeah, we we're do. We're just gonna talk about Real life. Real life. Living with anxiety every once in a while. But if you are looking for more theological answers about that, I suggest John Piper. And go to his podcast, Ask Pastor John. It is so great by Desiring God. Yeah. It's so... Mm-hmm. It's, and, like, he does that. He will get questions from, like, people, and then he mm-hmm. answers them. And right. it's brilliant. So if you're wanting theological <laughs> answers, don't come to us. <laughs> right. We love Jesus, but we're not doctors. So right. that being said, um, I think it's fair to say that you and I both have lived with our moments of anxiety mm-hmm. and being tempted with anxiety. Right. I know I can speak for myself saying that I have fallen to anxiety, the trap of it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I get there um, with lots of stress. It seems I, I get anxious in my soul and I start being really hard on myself mm-hmm. about the things I'm working on. I'm really mm-hmm. hard on myself about 
perfecting everything. Right. And sometimes there isn't time to do it perfect. Right. And so, and sometimes my view of what perfect is and is a little skewed. Like it's right. over the top and beyond and right. I need to stop. Like, so we've all been there. And you tell me this a lot. You just have to stop. Yes. It's very hard for me. I know. I used to, you See, know, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. Yeah. I, 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 I'm at the point where mm-hmm. I'm like, a, you know, it's good enough. I can stop there. And I used to be a perfectionist. Yeah. This is the crazy thing. And my husband was more like of a, he's always been perfectionist, but like he was more like laid back. And now we've almost like switched roles where he's like the captain. We, we nicknamed yeah. him the captain mm-hmm. and I am the pirate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But that came through like a lot of ugly falling. So I don't recommend to go through it the way I did to get to the point of being just... Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I mean, we're not talking about doing your work well. I mean, we are all You're about... You're called to do that. Yeah. Do that well. Yes. It's when you internalize things and they wake you up in the middle of the night and you find yourself shaking your head in the middle of the day like, why did I say that? Right. Why didn't I do this better? Why didn't I spend more time? Or I need, you know, and it just Second you have to stop. everything yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. There comes a point where mm-hmm. we're not perfect. No, we're and not. we're never going to be on this side of heaven. <laughs> yeah, and and I know for myself, like there's this anxious, scary place that sneaks up on me, mm-hmm. and that I fall into mm-hmm. when I have too many things going on, right. and I'm way too deep into my work so that do I don't e- see the perspective of God in my life. Right, and the work is so heavy, and the things that I need to get done, and the people that I need to. Um, meet deadlines for or take care of, you know, it just, right. it, and then I just layer on the guilt. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a twisted thing inside that just, right. whew, do you, do you hard. struggle with finding your worth in that? Um, I don't, I guess it does boil down to not feeling worth, you know, if when I step back and look at it, but all I know is that it's a dark, twisted mess of my thoughts, right. and they're all ne- it's all negative. Right. And so I, I'm at the point now where I know, oh, I have to get in the Word of God. Right. Somebody hand me a Bible. Right. Give me a verse. Because I tell you what, the truth, reading truth, sets me free in those Amen. moments, and then I'm able to breathe. Right. But I, I'll go just... I'll miss days mm-hmm. with God and, know. you know, a week. And I'll be, like, so into ev- all the things that I'm doing. And Isn't that funny? But you find yourself like, hungering and thirsting after something right. that you're not getting. And you right. realize that you're... I think I'm being productive, right. okay? But at the same time, it's like this downward spiral. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And your friends are like, <laughs> when did you sleep last? <laughs> right. I get in trouble a lot. <laughs> Which is me now because I've overdone it this week. Right. But this is the thing. Like, you know... We have to be realists too. Mm-hmm. Like there are some weeks that are just busy, crazy weeks, right? Yes. So I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let yourself off the hook of having a really crazy week. Like it happens and sometimes it's out of your control and mm-hmm. you just can't control all of that. Like the wa- washing machine will break, the car will break down, the kids will get sick and it will all happen. And that's stressful. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way around that. That like, doesn't matter who you are, you'll feel that pressure. Like mm-hmm. that's not what I'm speaking about. Like, but it's that anxiety that, like you were saying, keeps you up at night. That you make decisions around in mm-hmm. your life that is ruling you. 
whether right. it be fear, deep down fear of not mm-hmm. being good enough, um, not pleasing enough people, not mm-hmm. taking better care of your kids, whatever the lie is you're believing mm-hmm. that you're putting your hope in. Right. And I think when we talk about like, let's make that, that clear. You know what right. I mean? I don't want it to be like some weeks are just crappy, you right. know, like you oh just right, have a yeah, crappy week, always, but if yep. you're putting your hope in, mm-hmm. like that's the difference I see in you. This was a crazy week for you. And I know you're exhausted, I'm exhausted. But you're exhausted, mm-hmm. but you're not putting hope in those things. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. That's the difference is that you can see that. Yes. Blatantly different. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. I also meet with women that you can tell they're just spiraling out of control because they can't control anything and they don't know what mm-hmm. to do because that's where their hope is in either their finances right. or their production or their family or their food or their whatever it is. Yes. It's, it's all about, you know, where people, we, we think of fear and anxiety and anxiousness. Where does it come from? Well, right. I think at the core of it, it's a right relationship with God because mm-hmm. there was no fear or anxiousness before sin right right and so when god made us he said we were very good good stuff no fear adam and eve were walking nailed it they were walking around (laughs) and then sin entered sin entered and from that point on it was different could you imagine sorry i'm just thinking about eve walking around like yeah totally but it's freedom. It's freedom. But it's right relationship with God. Amen. And then after that, that relationship was broken. And I mm-hmm. feel like when we're healed in Christ and when we find ourselves in him right, and we're always going there and we're walking um, in our Christian faith, just strong and really leaning mm-hmm. on God, when the anxiety and fear come, none of us are Immune exempt. From that. Yeah, right. it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's daily. A prom- that's yeah. actually, and that's even biblical. Like James right. says that, like, in James 1, when you encounter trials, trials. in many kinds, yeah. Yep. They'll be, yes, they are coming, not if, but when, mm-hmm. right? But when you have that right relationship with God, there's healing mm-hmm. and acceptance, and you sometimes have to remind yourself of it. Absolutely. I have to wrap myself in those words Amen. and jump back in. But, like, I feel like for the listener who's struggling with anxiety right now, yeah. whether it's, like, with their, with their kids or with their finances or mm-hmm. with their spouse or job, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. the first thing I tell them is you go to the word of God, but even that most people won't do alone. You have to tell somebody, which it's bringing it into the light, right? It's not being alone because we're not called to walk alone. Right. We're not called to do this alone. And that's the hardest thing is asking for help. So you go to that friend that you know will point you to truth and that Mm -hmm. will say, it's okay. I'll do this with you. Yeah. Come alongside. Yes. In Ecclesiastes 4.11, it says, Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how will one keep warm alone? Oh. So that's, that was one thing that came to mind. But that's there's another verse that says, the <laughs> chords of... Right, a chord of three is not easily, easily broken. broken. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where... It's like, iron sharpens iron. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know... This is the thing. is like, I know the word of God, okay? I feel like I am at a point in my walk where I, I know I know that God is good and he is for me and all those promises. Like, I right. I know those. Mm-hmm. I believe those. Sometimes, though, I need to have somebody else say it to me to remind myself. And oh, right. God uses people sometimes in your life to point you to truth. So does it matter where you are? 
yeah. in your walk. You need to have people encouraging you and pointing you back to truth and mm-hmm. knowing when you're struggling. And it's okay. We've all struggled. There's right. no shame in that. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that. I will say, though, that in the moments when I'm not calling you mm-hmm. or the other few people in our close right. group of friends here, I um, I can open up the pages of the Bible mm-hmm. and God speaks. Amen. And he, there's power in the word of God. So if you are in a place where you are not reaching out to someone, crack open that Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you would not believe the power there. And Absolutely. so like when the storms are churning, if I take a verse and it, it changes my perspective, Absolutely. it makes the world a little bit bigger and I find God in it. Absolutely. It makes everything. And, and we know that he is, it's alive. The word of God is alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's some old ancient book that is dead and not relevant. Like it's right. still relevant to us today. It is. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, as far as like carrying on these worries, like I know there's been times when I have, struggled with anxiety and Kurt has said to me like Lynn how big is your God Mm -hmm. and I'll be like you're right you're right I needed to hear that or he'll say like that part in Matthew is it Matthew 6 I can't remember where it says like look at the lilies of the field I wrote that verse down. Uh, Matthew six twenty six. It's my favorite. I think that's why we love weeds so much. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna start at twenty five. Okay, do it. Matthew what? Six twenty five. Okay. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, mm. or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet are your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they? Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Hmm. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And seriously, that's what I always come back to that. Like whatever worry, anxiety that I see or feel and like my feelings, I've learned that I cannot always trust them. You know, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Like I, just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean that that's truth. Right. Because of my feel, because I'm a woman <laughs> and my feelings can, you know, like mm-hmm. they rise and fall and depending on what I've eaten that day. But I am discerning. But, mm-hmm. you know, I also know I can't trust my feelings. So I come back to that. Like, look at these beautiful flowers in the field. And that's why, like, I just love it. I posted a, like, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago the Queen yeah. Anne's Lace because come on now. Come on now. That's right. a weed, guys. That's not even a lily of the field. That right. is a weed of the field. Mm-hmm. And God says that he still cares for you more and he still loves you more and mm-hmm. he still will take care of you more than he does for that. Right. That and is... If he's truth if you think about it in terms of creation like birds you know god made birds they matter but the the thing is is like and if you look at the birds and their beauty and you know how they're just busy flying around and doing their own thing that god he feeds them he cares for them he sees them but at the same time we were made in his image we have his mark on us of a soul you know and it it's like 
what he, the way, the light and the way that he sees us, we don't see ourselves that way at all to know how much he cares for the, for the everything. Right. Absolutely. Well, and that's what it comes down to. It comes Mm -hmm. down to how you see yourself and how you see God. So whatever is stressing you to the point that you put your hope in that thing. And now that it's either being taken from you or being threatened, that's making you start to question who you are and your faith and whether or not you're going to survive the day, it all comes down to who you think you are and who God is. Mm -hmm. So if you don't see yourself in the proper light of that, of you are made by God for a purpose, for such a time as now, and you are... Delighted in. Delighted in. Like, if you don't see yourself as that, and if you're not able to walk in that, you're choosing to say that those things aren't true about God. That's what you're saying by not believing that mm-hmm. he's going to see you through by saying that I know I'm putting my hope at this other thing more than what God says mm-hmm. about me, who he says that I am. And I'm a child of God and that he cares mm-hmm. for me. And I don't need to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off mm-hmm. because of whatever trial it is. Right. So it, it just shows our own need of mm-hmm. a savior. Right. And so often our fear and anxiety and the anxiousness, those things come into play when we mm-hmm. have a wrong view of a of something. Absolutely. Of, of money, of a relationship, of a friend. It's a kind of an idolatry thing. Like we put them in a wrong relationship. And so we have to get back to the right relationship with God yeah. and put him above. And, you know, remember well, how much are he, you, how made much, you and yeah. And the way that he loves us though, oh I think God. we, sometimes we have this view of God that he doesn't love us mm. in this deep, amazing, give your Complete son away. Way. Ray. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like think of how much you love your own child and yet you would sacrifice them for the sake of a nation. And I know how awful I am. I can't think mm-hmm. of somebody sacrificing their son for me. Right. And yet he did. And that was his plan all along, and it was good, and he's made a way for us, and we just need to live in that with confidence that mm-hmm. his promises are true. So what? tell me about a time when you've been anxious, oh, of a real anxiety. Well, you guys want to see the ugly, snotty, crying Lindsay? Yeah. I do. Okay. I like Well, it. you've seen me like that before, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, like I, well, everyone, you know, I've talked about in episodes in the past mm-hmm. and you can read on my blog that will link to like kind of the story of, mm-hmm. of how we came to Northwest Indiana and, you know, that was a lot of unrest and that was a lot of, um, unplanned and out of control. And yet there was such a peace about it all in the midst of actually stepping out in faith and, and being obedient, but once we got here, we had three little kids. We left um, a country and family and a job and finances, all the things that were like totally comfortable to us at the time. And yeah, we had to like just start all over again with three really little kids. So they were like six, four and a year and a half. And <laughs> I had struggled for a long time with like up until that point, I had struggled with depression which I didn't want to name as depression because I was proud and I just had a lot of issues that I didn't even realize which what had like propelled me to that point and after about a year of living here I cracked like being away from family and really needing to like 
practice what I preach, realizing that if God really was who he says he is in my life as a, as a woman, as a child of God, then I'm missing something. And it just, I started spiraling out of control and I broke, I became so anxious. And when like shame and um, sin wanted to be brought into the light that I had Mm -hmm. to confess and bring before God. And I had to, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to my husband about things that I didn't want to talk about, about like abuses that had happened to me that I just wanted to, I was so, so full of shame over that I just, I became this anxious, crazy woman. And I, I really did. I broke. Like I, it was not a pretty time for me. And you know what though? I would not change any of it for anything, which I know sounds crazy. Like I am just so thankful. I'm thankful for everything that had happened to me and all the struggles and the trials and everything that has brought me to the point of realizing that, okay, God is bigger than that. And he has called me his own. He has redeemed me. He has walked with me through all of it. And you know what? I'm not going to live in shame and in darkness. I'm going to bring it into the light and I'm going to live in the freedom that God's called me to live in. And after really stepping into that and getting into all the counseling and but that, there was a lot of really anxious times through all of that. And if it hadn't been for God's word, that really came alive to me. And there's the way that the community came around me, you know, yeah. and like mm-hmm. loved me despite my shortcomings. Right. Like you would have expect to, expected right. to be judged. But when those same people are putting their arms around you and saying, it's, hey, you know what? I'm you're right loved here. still. Yeah. And you're still loved. Like that spoke such volumes to me. And, um, all of these like expectations that I had held myself to, like, I realized those were just lies. Hmm. Like I was listening to lies that I had to be a certain way to be loved. Hmm. And, um, when that didn't fit in my nice little controlling box, I fell apart. So Hmm. now I'm able to like, just walk in freedom of that. And there's joy in it, which is crazy. And I I just feel so much more alive because I can be fully alive in who God's made me, you Mm. know, and all those scars are there to remind me of the perseverance. You know what I mean? That those scars are there to remind me that yes, we've been hurt. Not one of us is promised to get through this life unscathed. And we are called to, to love each other and to encourage each other and to help each other when the other one's down. So if you are, struggling with anxiety, I just want to encourage you right now that it's going to be okay that you open the pages of God's word and ask a friend for help. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to hide those things. That's the, no one, there's not one of us that hasn't faced it at some point or other. Like in the parts of our stories that are broken are the parts God wants to use. Yeah. So if who am I to say that God can't use that? Right. If you're hiding your hurt and the shame of it, um, it's not out there for someone mm-hmm. else to identify with and for God to say, for you to give testimony that God got me through this. And it's not even about me know? at all. Like really, no it's way. not even about me. So if it's about time I got my eyes off myself yeah. and I realized that, okay, yes, God has brought me through this so that I can in turn point others to him and say that it'll be okay. God has you and he's not going to waste a moment of it. Mm-hmm. Like he has a plan. Like what you were saying about Joseph. Right. Yeah. I had listened. I recently listened to a message 
Um, I think that was a John Piper message, wasn't it? I think that it? was. Look at this. This is like a total John Piper I know, and, episode. And because John mean, Piper's the man. Come on Right, now. and we don't... I mean, it's not like we're listening to him every day, but somehow tonight it's the start. Things are connecting for us. John Piper. Anyway, yeah, he lis- he gave this message, um, and he was basically just defending the sovereignty of God, mm. e- even in the hard and bad and in the storm. And, you know, he gave so many scriptures in the Bible of that God is the God of the mm-hmm. storm. But uh, one of the examples or one of the stories he was sharing or preaching from was in um, the story of Joseph and how his brothers sold him as a slave and they wanted to kill him. And um, he ended up saving a nation, right? Because Oh, my a, Lord. It's one of my favorite. Pl- right. I love right. the story of Joseph. It's found in Genesis, right? Yeah. For those that are wanting to read it. We'll link to it on our site. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Joseph, there was um, a famine in the land, and he stored up food and saved like all the people, right? And his own family from that tried to sell him. Um, well, they tried to kill. Like they left right. him for dead. They right? tried to kill him. That's really what they tried to do. They but did. they didn't. Thanks, succeed. brothers. Yeah, thanks, brother. <laughs> but the, the whole point of the story was that um, you know the brothers ended were, up having to go and bow before him and ask for help. Yeah, and Joseph said, "What you meant for harm, God meant." good and that just blew my mind that um you know god didn't just take what they did and use it for good mm. he meant it for good so at the same time those men were evil Mocking and wicked and wanting you know wanting to kill their bro- own brother like hello we have brothers right and listen that's there's hate. been moments when <laughs> <laughs> right but I'm sure sibling rivalry. <laughs> but that's a real Jacob's thing. Like it's <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. But it is. seriously, to get to the point where you want to kill someone is I crazy know. town, right? Right. But that's how much hate right. was in their heart. Right. But when they, they were still responsible for their sin and for their own hatred, and they are the ones that try to do those things. And, you know, it, did, it didn't... But all along... God was meaning that for good. So somehow this big, amazing God of ours, who we can't completely understand because, hello, he is God and we are not. But so let's stop trying to understand it for right, one. <laughs> right. So we, so somehow he's at work at the same time yeah. we're at work. Yeah. But, but he's, he's just, using us. Like he's using it. Like yeah. not a moment of it's wasted. And that's right. the way he meant it. Like I love the way when you said that, like, yeah. They meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. And so when you are in a situation that is hard and painful and you feel lost, you know that your heavenly father has you. you. Yeah, he has you. Mm -hmm. He has gone before you. He has hemmed you in behind and before, like right out of Psalms. Like, you do not need to walk in fear. Whatever that fear is that's crippling you, you you need to repent of that. That is not of God. He is not a God of fear. So he is a God of love. He is a God of and he's given us justice. And mm-hmm. he, nothing has gone. Like even those, those people that have wronged you, you don't need to worry about them being, being held accountable. God has that. God sees that. Nothing, is, nothing goes by him. So just be encouraged in that today mm-hmm. that you don't need to get revenge. You don't need to set them straight. God right. has that. So how big is your God? And how about Philippians 4.8? Uh, how about that? Philippians 4, 8. So this is something that I do when I'm thinking negative thoughts or um, just well, a kind lot of, of it is self-condemning mindset, right? thoughts. Like yeah. It's our thought right. life. I take myself to a bad place sometimes right. in my own mind. 
And so um, Philippians 4, 8. Or you take other people with, not you, but I mean like, or like <laughs> I'm taking you down. <laughs> I just mean like we're all guilty of like when we start thinking those awful thoughts and we start speaking them right. out loud around our kids or around yeah. whoever is listening, like we are poisoning them right. really. So yeah, this, and is so, a, this is a good right. word. Yeah, so when you are circling in fear and doubt and anxiousness, fill your mind with truth because it will change things. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's it, people. Like, mm. And then at the end of that, it says, Put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. There was one before that, too, where it says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. With thanksgiving. Yeah. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts. The beauty about this is that, you know, he's telling us about anxiousness and that we don't have to go there. And right after that, he tells us to think on what is true and noble and right. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, no big like secret that our thoughts condemn us and confuse us and take us down. And so a lot of it is just circling in in self and and not getting our mind on person to be able to stop that. Right. That we can choose that or not. So, Mm -hmm. right. It's a good word. Okay. Well, and you know what? None of us have time for that crap. We just don't have time for it. So I don't. We're busy enough as it is. So let's not worry about that when we could put a really nice rug under our dining room <laughs> table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, this side of it is the part that takes me down. I know. Right. right. But uh, that's okay. The rug doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. But you know what? Get a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's always the answer. Okay. So now that we're like, confusing people (laughs) let's just talk about rugs in people's homes because okay this is something that i think a lot of people miss out on in their spaces because when you walk into a room and things don't quite feel right um this is one of those things that you can ask yourself do you have this in your space to Mm kind of complete it is an area rug yeah no matter which room i'm in agreement okay so um like i put rugs in rooms with carpet Absolutely. People don't know you can do that. Yeah. I'm giving you permission. Permission. Please do says it. you can do that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes if your carpet's really, really soft, it might just, like, dent from a piece of furniture sitting on it. But I don't care. The layer of design, design is all layers, and it brings you up a notch. Absolutely. So get yourself a rug, number one. Under a kitchen table, I do would it. do it. In your living room. Do it. Hallway. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> So. I even went and got one for my front entrance way, like my yeah. front like landing and because it just makes it so much nicer. And, and I'm not meaning like a little wee one right in front of the door. Oh, yeah. It, you know, I'm meaning like I went and got myself like a four by six one mm-hmm. to go in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be right up against the wall. Right. So that's I, a big pet peeve of mine. I know mine too. Yeah. So. Pull your, don't be afraid to put a rug in the middle of your room and pull your furniture off your walls. A lot of people, especially men, feel like all everything has to be pushed up against the wall. And then it you have this big, open, empty space in the middle of your room. And you're wondering why. You feel so far away from the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
You're far away from everything, and it's not intimate. <laughs> Honey, you're way over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, bring it, bring yeah. stuff in. Don't be mm-hmm. afraid to cozy it up. Go get yourself an eight by ten or an eleven by fourteen, and yeah, or if you don't have their space, five by seven. Whatever. Just yeah. get yourself a room. So the bigger your room is, if your room is really big, and let's say you are putting like an eight by ten, eleven by fourteen, a bigger rug, you can actually put all of your furniture on that rug. Like none of it hanging off. If it's a really big room, mm-hmm. that's a good way to contain it. But if it's, you know, as your room gets smaller and your rug gets smaller, you can let your furniture hang off of it a little bit. So right. sometimes it's just the two front feet. Right. I like, but I like everything to be touching the rug. Yeah. Because it pulls it all together. It makes everything friends in the room. It does. It really does. So make if it you feel have a cozy, a chair hanging off on the end, it can be at an angle. Absolutely. Just stick the front leg on the rug, and it will make everything better. All of a sudden, they're friends. They are. Yep. And then in dining rooms, I love this little rule that you tell me. Oh yeah. Generally, you want to have two feet extra on each side of the table for a chair. So um, from the tabletop, not the legs. Not the legs. Uh, yeah. Two tabletop. feet extra per side. So basically, you need, if you have, you always need to add four feet. To your size, to dimensions. To your dimensions, yeah, for each side of the table. And then you'll have enough room for chairs all the way around. Um, I've had a couple friends buy rugs lately that were too small. Right. And then your table's like kind of just sitting on it. And then you're... One, the top, the front two legs are on the rug and the back yeah, two and legs it just are off doesn't, and you're rocking. The scale doesn't look right. So <laughs> right. you need right. to go add four feet about to yeah, absolutely. your table and dimensions. We use Rugs USA a lot. To we do rugsusa.com. They have yeah. some great deals on there. And we use Ikea. Ikea. And we use Target. Target and what we were saying, like Joss and Maine. Joss and Maine, yes, I do love Joss and Maine. They have some yeah. great, they have some great mm-hmm. um, sales every once in a while. And World too. Market, right? Oh my golly, we ever love everything there. I know. Gotta look for the deals, but yeah. we do love everything there. Absolutely. So there, there you go. Go get yourself a rug. And you know what? We've even been so crazy to be known as to layer rugs. Right. R- layering rugs is lots of fun. It is. And it's I kind know. of an art though. It is. We'll post some pictures. Yeah. I don't like to do, I don't like to overdo it. No, no, no. no. I, I if don't the room calls for it. If the room calls for it and you've got like some furniture you're trying to pull together, you can layer a rug, mm-hmm. you know. In different textures. Different textures, yes. Mm-hmm. And sizes. Yeah. And you know, I've <laughs> even like, um, I would even say under a dining room table, you could put like an indoor outdoor rug. Because oh, they're so much easier to clean. Absolutely. So, like, you don't have to get, like, a big fancy rug no, no. and um, put it under your dining room table. If you got an indoor-outdoor one, they're really easy to Absolutely. clean. But you're, then you're still getting that look. That's what I and got have, in my front entrance way. I got an indoor-outdoor yeah. rug because the kids are coming in with their shoes in the winter right. time and everything. It's just so much easier to clean. Yeah, and they make – some of them are actually a little bit nicer. They're not, like, that hard plasticky. Mm-hmm. Some oh, of them are great like, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Target actually has – this is a great time to go – and take advantage of sales too, like mm-hmm. at different um, stores yeah. because they're clearing out a lot of their patio stuff. And a lot of times they have those yeah. indoor outdoor rugs that they're clearing right. out. And we had like Rugs USA has seventy percent off sales a lot, or ninety even ninety percent right now. They do. I don't know when this is going to be heard, but go there now. Check. Yeah. <gasps> the, no, <laughs> but, Hurry. but seriously, the um, the price you can get for a five by seven or eight by ten is a steal. Absolutely, like it really is. And, and you're getting a quality rug. It's yeah. delivered to your door. Like you can't get better than that. Right. So. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, guys. That's for free. Yeah. For free. <laughs> and the shipping's free too. Wow. And shipping and advice. Can free. someone can we be pay, can someone pay us to do commercials <laughs> for them? <laughs> Please. 
please, because we love all these oh, places. Oh, mercy. Right. Yeah. West That's Elm right. has the oh. most beautiful rugs right now. Oh, seriously. The patterns. They really do. Just, they really do. Just knock your socks off. I Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other thing I like to do is I always go to floor.com, F-L-O-R.com, and it's carpet tile rug, so you can make your own rug. Oh, I love You actually did this in the space. We post pictures on the website. Oh, yeah. We on, had, on mm-hmm. by design. Right. We did a, a rug for... Um, one of the church lobbies that we did. It's really cool. But um, anyway, you can just take, they have and it these wears little, well because it's carpet tile. It's carpet tile. It's got the rubber back. Yeah. And you, you know, um, something spills on it. It's not going to go through because of the rubber. You can suck it right out with like a vac. Seriously. Or, mm-hmm, that's awesome. Clean it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're great. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, friends. Give so, yourselves rugs. Your, mm-hmm. your furniture will be friends. Your rooms will feel anchored. It will be a yes, good. Yeah. You will thank us. So <laughs> seriously. Yeah, it's been fun. So I love it. Okay. Well, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.